It's such a joy and a delight to have you join us for today's broadcast. I trust that today's broadcast will be a blessing to you. Why don't you sit back, relax, and please don't change that channel and let us see what God has to say to us today. For the child of God to succeed in his calling, he must make the distinction between vision and ambition. Everyone that has said yes to God have always been amazed at what God used their lives to accomplish. Always waiting, waiting for the opportunity for us all to allow him to come in. You know why? Because his heart breaks when we live for lesser, when he knows we can live for greater. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 33 do not be deceived evil company corrupts good habits do not be deceived evil company corrupts good habits second Corinthians chapter 11 verse number three in the in the old king james second corinthians chapter 11 verse number three but i fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled eve the word beguile is what deceive we see again i fear by any means that as the serpent beguiled eve through his salt that's the word I want to call your attention to Satan was able to deceive Eve through his subtlety he wasn't abrasive he wasn't aggressive he was subtle and so he deceived her in his accompanying in his company with her Paul said I hope your minds will not be corrupted by the simplicity that is in Christ how just as how Eve was deceived by the devil in a very subtle manner can you say amen now galatians chapter 2 verse 20 is our theme for our one-way convention we're going to read that together galatians chapter number 2 verse number 20 galatians chapter number 2 verse number 20 i want every one of us to read i want us to read militantly the bible says we're soldiers for christ so i want us to read passionately and militantly and read like we know we are in the lord's army is that okay okay everybody want to go i am crucified hallelujah lord speak to us like only you can we give you praise and glory for it in jesus name amen so i've subtitled this morning message friends matter 
Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But not I. Christ that lives in me. He's alerting us to the fact that if we're going to live wholesome lives now that we have come to Christ, it is imperative that we don't just live to ourselves, to our proclivities, to our desires, to our selfishness, to our ambitions, that God has called us to a higher life. A life of meaning, a life of purpose, a life to reflect God's glory, to reflect his beauty, to reflect his splendor. He said this consciousness now must move us to crucify all that's personally ours. The child of God, for the child of God to succeed in his calling, he must make the distinction between vision and ambition. Ambition is what we all usually want. I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to have a lot of money. I want to have a lot of this. I, want to, I, 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 I. Ambition is usually selfish. It's from self comes from us something we want to do usually rooted in a desire for us to show off foundation is rooted in pride ambition vision is what God has for us vision is usually selfless Ambition is usually a life that is lived for self. Vision is a life that is lived for people. Ambition is usually originates from me. Vision originates from God. Ambition is selfish. Vision is selfless. Ambition is the best, I think, I think I can do or be or become. Vision is the best God knows I can do or be or become. Can you say amen? When we come to God, God has a desire to do an exchange. Much like a transfusion. When children were born, we learned in the neonatology class when they have too much bilirubin in their blood, they will, they will have to do an exchange transfusion where we will have to take out all of their diseased blood for healthy blood. Uh, that's a picture of what God wants to do with each one of us when we come to God. He wants to do an exchange. He wants to siphon out of us selfishness and all of our ambition and all of our desires because they are lower than what he has for us. And he wants to siphon into us his desire, his will, his power. 
passion, his vision, his purpose, his meaning. He wants to give us a higher life. Some people call it and they are right. A greater life, a better life. It's a life that is more purposeful, that is more meaningful. A life that is used of God to be a blessing to others. A life that is beyond me and ultimately it is in that kind of living that we find fulfillment. That we connect to permanent peace. That we embrace persistent joy we do find joy or happiness i should appropriately say when we accomplish earthly things when we fulfill natural ambitions the only problem with that kind of happiness is that it's usually temporary it is you buy the brand new car you're happy until, the, until a brand new car comes out. And I assure you, a brand new car will always come out. You're so glad about your new home. Until you are invited to your sister's home that has five rooms more than yours. <laughs> Can you say amen? So that is why living for self is the low way to live. God has called us to live for beyond ourselves or for him. For the plan that he has for us. I want every one of us in here to know, especially the young people, that God has a great plan for your life. Glorious plan for your life. Can I tell you something? Everyone that has said yes to God, everyone that has said yes to God, everyone that I said yes to God, have always been amazed at what God used their lives to accomplish. Because his will, his ways, his plans, his desires are always bigger and always brighter and always better than ours. So whatever you may have had in your ambition, God has something better for you. So he wants to siphon out your humanity and infuse in his divinity so that he can use you for greater glory. Can you say amen, somebody? This is what God wants to do. You are special. You are unique. You are wonderful. You are powerful. You are destined for greatness. How come people don't treat me like that, Pastor? Because people don't know who you are. They don't know who you are because they did not make who you are. They are not your creator. So they are hampered in their knowledge of appropriately deciphering who you really are. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? In order for you to discover the real purpose of anything you will only find it in the maker of that thing who you are resides in God and it is until you come to him before you can truly embrace and fully encounter who you really are are you with me this morning he has a great 
plan for you. It has a great future for you. It has a great destiny for you. But all of that is at the mercy of you saying yes to the Lord. Like I said in the first service, the God we serve is a gentleman. He will never force himself on you. He will only come in if you allow him to come in. If you invite him to come in. And the Bible says he's always waiting. Waiting for the opportunity for us all to allow him to come in. You know why? Because his heart breaks when we live for lesser. When he knows we can live for greater. Say amen somebody. When he sees us wander aimlessly in lesser living. When he knows the greatness he has put on the inside of us, it breaks his heart. And it is when we come to him that we discover the greatness that God has put on the inside of us so that we can be all that God has called us to be. Are you listening to me this morning? If you take a seed, a tiny seed, a friend of mine, uh, many years ago, used to have a mustard seed. You know, many times Jesus will teach and he will use the example of a mustard seed. If you have faith, the size of a mustard seed. A mustard seed is barely visible. Some of us that have problems seeing, we can't see a mustard seed. If I put it, you won't see it. You will need your glasses to see it. Very, very tiny thing like that. A seed. Insignificant, almost invisible. If you put that seed on this granite and you leave it here, that seed will stay there for years, for decades, for centuries. Now every fruit that the seed can't produce is locked inside it. Every stem is locked inside it. Every leaf is locked inside that one seed and it is in your head and it looks totally insignificant. Many times, that is how we are. You look insignificant and you're barely visible, but you are not. <laughs> Glory to God. I told you once, the potential of a thing cannot be measured by the present state of the thing. But what can happen if you put it in the hands of a master artist? Let me say that again. Never measure anything by what they look like right now. I was telling to you in today's English. They tell me that you can take a piece of iron and you can use it to make a horseshoe magnet that is worth $25. But you can take that same piece of iron and use it to make sewing needles that's worth $250.
Or you can use that same piece of iron and use it to make wristwatch springs that's worth $250,000. This same piece of iron. <laughs> because the potential is not in its present state. But what can happen when you put it in the hand of a master artist? The potential of your life, the potential of your future, the potential of your destiny is nothing like you are right now. But what can happen if you say yes? That seed, let me come, in, let me come back to my mustard seed. That seed in the wrong place will remain a seed forever. But if you put it in the right environment, <laughs> what was just a seed, the life of it sprouts out. Glory to God. <laughs> and that which was invisible, that which was barely visible, that which looked insignificant, will grow, can grow into a mighty oak, bringing forth all the fruits, bringing forth leaves, suddenly a force to be reckoned with, and was just a seed. Child of God, that is a picture of your life and my life. What it looks like without God. Without God, we seem insignificant and barely visible. But when we come to God, we receive life. And the life of God transforms us so that God can use us for his greater glory. Give the Lord a round of applause, somebody. But it is important if that seed is going to be all that is destined to be, all that is proposed to be, all that is planned to be for it to be in the right environment. Somebody say right environment. <sighs> Environments are crucial. They are the crucible that decide how far we grow and how quick we become into who and what God has destined us to be. Environments are important. They are critical to our, to, to, to our survival and our development. The Bible says that, that good manners are corrupted by evil coming, evil company. Good manners are corrupted by evil company. That means that you and I are at the mercy of the friends we keep. Say amen, somebody. I want you to get it in your spirit. Get it in your heart. Every single one in here, especially my young people, I explained to you yesterday that in your youth, you are in the foundational stage on your life and it, and it is critical the way you build because the foundation bears the brunt of everything. So it's important you get the foundation right. Are you hearing me? Our environment is critical. The friends that we keep are crucial. The Bible says, wrong friends will wear down good habits. 
When you keep wrong friends, they will make you do stuff you said you would never do. They will make you break vows you said you will never break. They will make you take actions you swore you would never be involved in. Evil company destroys good manners. The Bible lets us know that this wear down, as it were, is not aggressive, it's not abrasive, it is subtle. It's not something you immediately notice and you're allowed to. No, 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 no. It's just a gradual, little by little, corrosive tear down of the great values that you may have inculcated. He wants us not to be deceived. That is imperative if we want to be all that we can be and do all that we can do that we watch the company that we keep that we are careful of the friends that we allow none of us have the opportunity to choose our family but thank God every one of us has the opportunity to choose our friends you can give the Lord a bigger round of applause than that because that's heavy there are people who are locked up in jail forever whose only wrongdoing is that they were in the wrong place. There are people that, whose bodies we have to put six feet under, whose only mistake was that they were in the wrong company. There are people who are afflicted with HIV, whose only sin was that they walked with the wrong person. Child of God, the company you keep is critical. The company you keep is critical. When you understand that, you understand that there are some relationships that you have to initiate. There are some relationships you regulate. There are some relationships you cultivate. And there are some relationships you eliminate. You are always one connection away from your next breakthrough. I explained in the first service that as powerful as this camera is, you know your uncandid camera. Say amen, somebody. They are watching us all over the world. How do I know? Because we get feedback from people all over the world. Uh, uh, Pastor Law was mailing something out, I don't know, to Glasgow, somewhere in the UK. I said, you're mailing CD to the UK? Yeah, somebody called from the UK. They heard the message they wanted. We're mailing it to the UK. Praise the Lord. So they are watching you. So don't you come in church. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> as powerful as the camera is, if I go to that receptacle, that electric receptacle, and I yank out the plug, I render it completely useless. But if I make the connection again, something that has the potential to be so powerful is rendered completely useless because it's out of the right and appropriate relationship. You and I are like that. I'm praying 
that soon and very soon God will bring you into the company of the right person, the right connection, the right people to catapult you into the next breakthrough that you've been believing God for. I prophesy and declare to you in Jesus' mighty name. People are vital. People are critical. People are either taking us towards destiny or taking us away from destiny. Anytime God wants to bless you, he will always send a person. Every time Satan wants to destroy you, he will always send a person. Your breakthrough and your destruction are at the mercy of people. Wisdom demands that you decipher the destructive people Satan has sent your way and the constructive people that God has sent your way. Your job is to embrace the godly and run away from the godless. Can you say amen? Run away from people who are always putting you down. Run away from people who are always making you depressed. Run away from people who are always tugging down at your self-esteem. Life is too short. Every Run away from people who are always reminding you of your past. We are so thankful for the opportunity to be able to come to your home, your office, or wherever it is you're viewing this broadcast. Now, if you don't know Jesus, can I pray with you? Just say this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come and be my Lord. I receive you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, please call to let us know. Our phone number is on the screen. We would love to pray with you. Or if you want us to pray with you concerning anything, we would love to agree with you in prayer. But be kind to go onto our website, call into our church office, let us hear from you. We would love to pray with you. Additionally, if the message has been a blessing to you and you want the message in its entirety for a small donation to the ministry, we will rush the CD or the DVD to you. Call in, let us know, we'll get it down to you. And if you're ever in the Houston area, we would love to have you fellowship with us at Grace International Church. Look forward to seeing you. And remember these words from Romans chapter 5, verse 17. The B part says, And we who have received abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall rule and reign in Christ Jesus. We will be back at this same station at this same time next week to bring you more word from the Lord. We love you. God bless you. Grace International Church presents Financial Empowerment Seminar taking place Saturday, July 29th at 5 p.m. Event is free and features Dr. Remy Banjoko as a guest speaker, host pastors Drs. A.A. and Alice Ajim. And join us for Super Sunday, Sunday, July 30th at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. featuring Bishop Dr. David Abellamy and hosted by pastors Drs. A.A. and Alice Ajim, 15401 Bel Air Boulevard, Houston, Texas. For more information, visit www.graceint.org or call 281-564-GRACE.